Let's see. Oh, are we there? There we go. So Abraham went up from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had, and Lot went with him. Abram became very wealthy in livestock and silver and in gold. From the Negev, he went from place to place until he came to Bethel, to the place between Bethel and Ahi, Ahi, where his tent had been set earlier, where he had first built an altar, and Abram called on the name of the Lord. A fairly straightforward story. But I think sometimes we forget when we read these stories to really put it in perspective. So here's the idea. Last week we talked about Abram had been to Egypt. He had basically um, uh, sold his wife, for lack of a better term. Um, He had trafficked his wife. He gained from it personally. Um, any of the servants that he had taken with him, Lot, those people knew what Abram had done. It looked like he had come out smelling like a rose until Pharaoh found out what he had done. Pharaoh calls him in and says, why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why'd you lie to me? Basically, Pharaoh looks at him and says, get out. Your passport's revoked, go, go somewhere else, but you're not welcome in Egypt anymore. And we don't think about this, but Abram now has to go back to these people that have been living with him and say, we have to leave. Now, the servants that Pharaoh had given him didn't know that Sarah was his wife. But the servants that had come with him from Canaan, they knew So he had already lost their respect. I imagine when he leaves Pharaoh, Sarah is with him. So he's now lost her respect. He now goes back, and the text says that he goes back to the Negev and then wanders around for a while. Literally, here's what happens. Abram is at a time in his life where he has hit rock bottom now. Oh, yeah, he's got stuff. He's got silver. He's got gold. He's got all of the stuff. But his wife doesn't respect him. His servants don't respect him. He is just kind of wondering now, trying to figure out. And by the way, I believe there's still a famine in the land. The reason I say that is when we get to verse 3, we're going to talk about the idea that their servants are arguing over grazing land. And so in this whole scenario, Abram finally decides to head back to Bethel. The last time in his life that he had been able to see God's hand and God at work in his life, he finally, after doing this whole Egypt Negev thing, makes his way back and focuses on God again. And I think there's a great lesson for us. Sometimes in life, we, like Abram, make a series of really bad decisions. And we can kind of get stuck on those bad decisions and stuck where we are instead of going back to God and saying, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do? He was so focused on the famine that he forgot God and he started making all of his plans without any thought whatsoever of God. And finally, 
he comes to the end of his senses, and he's smart enough to go back to Bethel. Here's what I would say to you. Sometimes we do the same thing. We start making a whole set of bad decisions, and we don't listen to the Lord. We don't follow what God wants us to do, and we, we just push God into a back corner, and we think, you know what, that person hurt me. I don't want anything to do with God. I don't want anything to do with Christianity. I don't want anything to do with God. And what happens is life doesn't work out for us, and we keep hitting a wall, and finally we figure out, you know what, maybe I need to go back and turn back to God. And that's what Abram does. He pays a price for all that he's done. But you know what? He finally gets smart enough to go, I'm going to go back to Bethel where everything was right with God, and let's start over, and let's start from there. And that's what some of you might need to do. If you haven't realized it yet or not, God is the only thing that will fill that void. You can try all the other stuff. Solomon's the wisest guy who ever lived, other than Jesus Christ. Solomon has the money to do. Solomon, Solomon makes more in a month than you will make in your entire life. Money is not an issue. He wants it, he buys it. When it comes to women, he's, he's got so many, he can't, he can't even keep up with all of them. He did the women thing. He did the money thing. He did the party thing. He did, he did everything. And you know what he does at the end of the book of Saul? You know what his conclusion is at the, at the end of Ecclesiastes? It's like chasing the wind. That's all the happiness it brought me. It's like chasing the wind. I never caught it, never gained it. He said, let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. That's the duty of me. You want to find satisfaction in your life? Fear God. Keep his commandments. That's what you need. Follow God. Put God at the center of your life. Everything else is like chasing the wind. So here's your challenge this week. Next time you're outside and it's windy, grab a quart. You, know, you can't do that. And that's exactly what's happening with you right now. You're trying to grab all of the stuff and activities, and this, and that, and this, and that, and thinking it's going to bring you happiness and contentment, and it never will. It's only found in God. And Abram realizes that, and he goes back to Bethel, and he starts again, and he says, all right, we're going to do it differently this time. Go back. Because God wants to be at the center. He designed you that way. And anything else you try to fill it with is going to come short. So I end with this. When Abram hits rock bottom, he goes back to God. He changes his focus from famine to the Lord. So guard your focus when difficult times come. And allow God to display his power in your life. Let's pray. Lord, help us. It's easy sometimes to get so focused on life and the stuff that life has to offer. But in the end, Lord, it doesn't satisfy. It brings pleasure for a moment. And we enjoy it and we can participate in it. But at the end of the day, when we put our head on our pillow, there's just something missing. 
So help us, Lord, to get back to you. Help us to get back to the point where we focus on you and allow you to use us. And we'll give you the honor and the glory and the praise. These things we ask in your name. Amen. Let's